I now know I can trim at the beginning of this, so that helps. Pastor Scott here, along with... Pastor Don, good to have you guys with us today. This is the Good Sam cast from Good Samaritan Church in Las Vegas. Our website address is goodsamlv.com. Anytime you want some more information or want to watch some services there, you can feel free to go there and learn more about the church as well, too. But uh, we're just glad to have you with us today. Pastor Don, we have been working our way through the 23rd Psalm. We have. It has been such a fun sermon yeah, series. Yeah. I've learned a lot, personally. Well, you know, one nice thing about preaching is we learn more. Yes, that's the truth. <laughs> that's why I had to become a pastor mm -hmm. in order to get a little better at this kind of stuff. But six verses in the 23rd Psalm, and, and you know, the series is entitled Releasing Your Burdens, and mm -hmm. I know both you and I have enjoyed Max Licata, well, in, in lots of ways, but his book, Releasing Your Burdens, has been insightful. It might be a good read if somebody's wondering, you know, how to right. dig in a little deeper even. And, the name of the book is actually called Traveling oh, Light. You're right, and I'm sorry. Kind of the yep. sub, one of the subtitles uh, is uh, Releasing Your Burdens, yep. but probably I have, I don't know, I might have 15 Max Licato books that I have read through over the course of the last decade or so. And that's still one of my favorite books, yeah, yeah. Traveling Light. And so he uses the 23rd Psalm and mm -hmm. a lot more than we are in six weeks. Right. Uh, but that might just be a great resource for those of you who are watching. So today we're in verse 5. And uh, what what burdens are we talking about today that we can be released, Pastor Don? Well, very interesting. As we move into October, <laughs> uh, it just... I, October 2020, oh something's coming up. Oh, People uh, seem to be a little bit more worried about things. Really? Uh, imagine that. And fearful, hmm. surprisingly enough. Uh, it seems that there's a lot of people out there stoking the fear button yep. uh, in our lives. And so this is, we're going to talk about releasing the burdens of worry and fear. Right. We're, we're not going to talk politics, but you're hearing a lot about it. Oh, boy. <laughs> you know, and here's, here's something I kind of said. We've talked about several burdens that we've, wanted to release. The first one was kind of this materialism, this burden of want. You know, we talked about how if we can begin to realize that what we have in God is greater than what we do not have in our lives, uh, it kind of releases us from this burden of always wanting just that next thing to make us happy. Uh, and then you did a great job of talking about releasing the burden of weariness. And I thought that was so good because this is a wearying time. Right. And so how do we move past that? And obviously, if you're listening to the podcast and you haven't caught some of those other messages, you can go back and, and mm -hmm. find one verse for each each of the messages. So. Right. And then guilt and shame. And then a big one that you dealt with last week, death in the grave. Yep. One of the biggest burdens we carry as human beings is the fear of death. Exactly. So today we want to talk about the big ones of worry and fear. Hmm. And uh, the psalmist does a great job. Here is kind of his his... The theme verse, for you, if you will, for the day is from the verse 5 of the 23rd Psalm. It says, You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You honor me by anointing my head with oil, and my cup overflows with blessing. All right, Pastor Don, uh, lead us into this fifth verse. How does it help us deal with these burdens we're talking about today? Well... You know, one thing the psalmist is, I think, doing a great job of here is he is reminding us that we can be in God's presence and still be 
surrounded by the things that cause us worry, right? You, you prepare a feast for me or a table for me in the presence of my enemies. And what a great reminder. Uh, you see this over and over in Scripture that we are often surrounded by things that cause us to be worried or cause us to be afraid. We don't get to avoid them. I, I wish he would say, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my friends, because that would be, you know, that'd be better. It'd yeah. be more fun. I'd be happier that Happy, way. Much happier. <laughs> but when you're in the presence of your enemies, you're aware that this is stuff that is disconcerting around you. But this reminder that he is, is, he is anointed with oil, which is a sign that you are a guest of some renown, if you will. If they pour oil over your head back in those days... Oil t back in those days was like lotion is today. It, you know, remember they lived in the desert, and oil was soothing, it was comforting, and it was a sign that you were an honored guest. Well, I've been over to your house. You've never done that for me. <laughs> yeah, next time you come over, I'm pouring, I'm pouring oil yeah. all over your head. You'll never come over again. That's for sure. <laughs> but but the symbolism it, it, it is important because I mean we don't really get that because that's not something we do. But in that time. It was special. It was special. Yeah. and Because oil was expensive. Yeah. You know, we have oil. We, we have so many things in our world today that they didn't have in great abundance back then. Remember, they had to squeeze olives by hand. And so obviously, you can imagine, oil was a precious commodity. I have to pick the olive oil up with my hands <laughs> at the store. <laughs> exactly. Mm. So there's a, it seems to me, as we're kind of looking at this, there's a few things. And I just want to touch on three quick ones that it teaches us about how to release these burdens of worry and fear. And the first mm -hmm. one is this, you know, you prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies. And what he's basically saying is, I think, acknowledge the fact that there are things out there that cause you to be worried and fearful. If you read the Psalms, all over in the Psalms, he's talking about he's surrounded by enemies, he's beset by enemies, uh, these different writers are. Uh, and there, it's this cry to God that says, things are not as they I would like them to be in my life. Now, as human beings, when we are faced with something very fearful, what do we do? Run away. Run away. Fight or flight. Oh, yeah, yeah. Fight or flight. Yeah. Uh, and I think the psalmist is saying, this is a time to fight, to face these fears. Don't run away from them. Things that are emotionally difficult, uh, that's the way I grew up. I grew up avoiding emotionally difficult things. Uh, it's just kind of the way the dynamics in my house. But the psalmist is reminding you, you got to face them. Right? Last week... You had a great text where it said, Yea, though I walk through yep. the valley of the shadow of death. Not around, not over, you know. Well, well, yeah, and, and, and part of what I said was one of the ways you deal with uh, release, or one of the ways you release the burden of the fear of the grave or, or mm -hmm. the fear of grief is accepting the reality of it. It's yep. kind of facing it, just like you're saying. Yeah. Uh, the only way the other side is through, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that's important to face them but here's how we can face them because they can be overwhelming you face them because you know that God is with you at the table right and not only that but he holds you in high regard and if he is powerful enough to sit you at a table full of your enemies and still protect you then he's powerful enough to help you deal with whatever comes your way one of, one of the things you did in the sermon here at church mm -hmm. was you asked people what are some of those things that you're fearful about or that you worry about and I think just for the people who are listening to the good Sam cast right now you know think about that what what is it for you maybe it is the election <laughs> and it right. doesn't matter what side of the aisle you're on mm -hmm. uh, you might be worried about that or you know certainly here in Las Vegas but other places too 
people have lost their jobs or their business has been affected because so many people have lost their jobs. But it really doesn't matter what the worry is. Mm-hmm. Um, we need to be able to face it. That's so true. And, you know, and the people that are listening, that might be something to think about to name those things. Uh, as you're listening, maybe even say them out loud. You know, pause the podcast and say them out loud. Um, own them. Yep. Say, these are things that cause me to be worried. These are things that cause me to be afraid. Maybe maybe it's possible illness. I mean, there's a lot of people in our church yep. that are facing illness right now. Um, a lot of people have loved ones that are sick. Those are those are legitimate things. Yep. They all are. Um, and so to realize that we cannot get through life avoiding things that cause us to be worried or fearful is important. But to face them... And then that second thing is to trust in God's power and ability to comfort you, right? In the midst of them. Hmm. There's this great text from Psalm 56. Uh, the, the psalmist is being so honest here. He says, When I am afraid, God, I will put my trust in you. Hmm. I praise God for what he has promised. I trust in God. So why should I be afraid? And then this last phrase is so good. What? Can mere mortals do to me? You know, and you can translate, what can these mortal problems, these worldly problems do to me? Even the one that you talked about last week, which yeah. is a big one, yeah. what can death? If you die, God takes you into his kingdom. Exactly. So, yes, it's worrisome. Yes, it's fearful. But it is not the end. And so, such an important reminder that God protects us in the midst of this. And I kind of brought up this movie um, Lone Survivor. It is a movie from 2005 about five Navy SEALs that go into Afghanistan to try to hunt down a, a Taliban leader and they, they run in some shepherds, the shepherds get away and, and they go and report to the Taliban. So they're in this running gunfight with these Taliban fighters down this mountain and they're getting shot as they go and they're falling down the mountain and they're getting hurt and finally one of them played by Mark Wahlberg, real character, his name is Marcus Luttrell, uh, he is able to evade the Taliban, um, make it to nightfall, and then the next day is found by a local villager. Well, they take him into their village, mm-hmm. and they still have this tradition that was started thousands of years ago that if you bring somebody into your home, even if he's an enemy or somebody you don't like, you are obligated to protect them. Wow. And so part of the movie... Uh, the Taliban come to get him, and the villagers, even though they know they're in trouble, they say no, and then there's a battle, and then, of course, the Americans come in in their helicopters and save save everybody. Um, but this is one thing this psalm in this fifth verse reminds us of, or especially those days, if you're invited into this person's house, it is their job to protect you. God is reminding us in this. It's his job to protect us. He's got our back. He's got our back. Yep. Uh, even in the midst of enemies, he's got our back. Yeah, that's great. I love that. And so, uh, I haven't seen that movie. Now I I need to now. It's, it's so a good movie. I have to get Netflix back and <laughs> check that out. Uh, we're going to be back in just a second. So if you want to grab a cup of coffee, or if you're driving, just keep your eyes open and watch. But we'll be right back. <laughs> and so just. You know, kind of going back to where we left mm-hmm. at the break, God is the one who is saying, I've got your back. Gotcha. He's preparing that table in the presence of our enemies. 
so many scriptures about that. Another great one is from Romans 15, when Paul writes these words, I pray that God, the source of hope, I like this, will fill you completely with joy and peace. Why? Because you trust in him, right? You trust in him to have your back. And then he goes on to say, then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. I just love that. Overflow yeah. with confident hope. And so think about that. To the sick people, he, he pours out the light of healing. To those who are mourning, he pours out the promise of reunion. Um, to the dying, he pours out that, that gift of eternal life. Even to the worried and the fearful, mm-hmm. he pours out on our soul that confident hope and peace. And so I think it's just so important to remember that God's got our back. And then finally, the last thing that I, this, this particular verse really does a good job, just a very short verse at the end. My cup overflows with blessing. Here I am in the midst of my enemies, right? I'm getting oil, and now I've got a, a cup. And I made a joke at the sermon. I got a good buddy, Barry, and Barry is a great host because not only does he know his wine, but he never lets your wine glass get empty when you're over <laughs> at his house. The cup always overflows, right? And this is that reminder that here you are at this table surrounded by enemies, and yet if you can count your blessings, mm-hmm. right? If you can just see that your cup does overflow with blessings, even as you're worried about some of the other things that are not blessings going on in your world. So, I mean, I, I know Barry, and he is a great host. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, now take that to the God level. Mm-hmm. And, you know, David gets it, and hopefully we do, at least occasionally, too, that our cup overflows of blessings, too. And what a great imagery that is. There was a study done through Oxford University that found that grateful individuals um, mm. demonstrate less envy and self-centeredness. But look at look at the, some of the other qualities that they found that people who had kind of this attitude of gratitude had in their lives. Um, they had higher quality relationships. They had better quality of sleep. Sign me up. <laughs> and they had greater self-esteem. Mm. Man, you could put that in a pill. Yep. You sell it. You could be be the richest man in the world. You can start working on that tomorrow. <laughs> so, you know, maybe this is a time where we can ask our listeners to take a moment and just reflect on some of the blessings that they have in their life, to count their blessings right now. And do we... Well, you know, let's do this. How about if you and I each name a couple, Okay. and, and not so much that, you know, ours are that important, but to trigger some thoughts for you. I mean, the very fact that we're sitting in a nice air-conditioned office um, with lights and electricity, stuff we take for granted, but it's a tremendous blessing. It is. I have traveled around a lot of the world, and I have seen people that live in huts. I've seen people that don't even have own a pair of shoes, and if they're lucky, if they get to eat meal, one meal a day. Yeah. You know. My, my son is 13, and sometimes he'll complain about his choice of food, and I, you know, I'll just say, Parker, you have no clue how good we have it, you know? And during the beginning of the pandemic, when there got to be some shortages of things, I mean, it was the first time for a lot of people in this country that I, I had never seen that here. We walk into a grocery store and there's just stuff missing. Yeah. And yeah. It, it made me realize, boy, how blessed I've been up until this point. We are still s- are. Still enough are. to eat, yeah. uh, air conditioned, climate controlled buildings yep. to not only live in, but to work in, cars, uh, television. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, think about that when you're listening to this, too. And, I mean, those are just some of those material things. But, right. you know, we heard people in, in church 
first thing that came up, thankfully, from the men were their wives. Sure. Yeah. Uh, or family, of course. Yeah. You know, and it's true. And you just start thinking how blessed we are. I, I, I can see why it leads to better sleep and better relationships and greater self-esteem. Uh, they call, I like to call them the three Fs. Uh, faith is it something to be, yep. the fact that we can worship and, and believe in our God and not have to worry about any kind of persecution for that, family and friends. Mm. Um, you know, those are beautiful, deep things that just about everybody has to yep. some degree or another. Now, sometimes your family drives you a little crazy, yep. I get it. Uh, sometimes your friends can let you down. But they're all, for the most part, still blessings yeah. most of the time. Yeah. So think about your blessings. Mm-hmm. Count them. Yeah, it really does help. Max Licato has a great quote in one of his books where he says, Worry refuses to share the heart with gratitude. One heartfelt thank you will suck the oxygen out of the worry's world. Yeah. Think about that. One heartfelt thank you will suck the oxygen out of worry's world. Um, if you can every day try to count your blessings what it does is they it just kind of writes over because we all have things to worry about yep but when you count your blessings it just writes over that worry and replaces it with a sense of gratitude and thankfulness i read a man i read a story about a man by the name of jerry a little bit older gentleman uh regularly shot his age on the golf course and uh I'd have to live to be about 120 to do that. <laughs> but uh, his dear wife, Ginger, uh, shortly after they retired, began a battle of Parkinson's. Uh, and what should have been a wonderful season of retirement instead uh, turned into a retirement that had hospital stays, medications, and struggles with Parkinson's. Uh, many days, Ginger was not even able to keep her balance. And yet, you never heard either of them complain. And most of the time, when people ran into Jerry, he always seemed to have a joke or a smile. And one day when his pastor asked him about that, knowing all that was going on in his life, you know, said, how do you maintain this with the health of your wife? He said, every morning Ginger and I get together and we sing a hymn. And I ask her what she wants to sing and she always says the same hymn, count your blessings. Hmm. So we sing it together and then we do it together. That's great. And that allows us to still be joyful people. Wow. Yeah. What if Congress did that? <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right, we're dreaming. What, now. I know. Oh. What, what if what if politicians before they said something bad about the other side had yeah. to say one good yeah. thing about the wow. other side? Wow. Could yeah. you imagine? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, we better not get too wild. Here. <laughs> <laughs> now we're dreaming. Um, so here I'm going to wrap it up, my yep. friends. Uh, are you worried or fearful? Take a moment to acknowledge those things. To name them. It takes away some of their power, those things that cause you to be worried or fearful. And then let God prepare a table before you right in the middle of them. Trust God to pour out the comfort of his power and peace into your life and into your soul. And then count those blessings. Be mindful of the goodness that is present in your life. And then God will help you take that burden of fear and worry off your shoulders set it on the ground, and walk away from it. Great. Thank you, Pastor Don. Again, that was Psalm 23, verse 5. You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You honor me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessings. Let those burdens go that you were never intended to carry. 
Thanks, everyone, for listening today to the Good Samcast. Always great to have you with us. Again, if you need more information about the church, uh, go to goodsamlv.com. We appreciate you and your listening. Thanks, everyone.